What is going on, everybody? You are listening to the J Red Show on Anchor, Spotify, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. The Buffalo Bills season has come to an end. They lost 27-10 to the Cincinnati Bengals. Josh Allen was 25-42, 265 yards. No touchdowns, one interception. Joe Burrow was 23-36, 242 yards, two touchdowns. Although Josh Allen did score the lone Buffalo touchdown by rushing. This game felt over early. Cincinnati scored on his first two possessions. And this was the first and only time all year that Buffalo was dominated. As their other three losses were by less than a touchdown. This game kind of put some thoughts into my mind and into the minds of the Bills fans. One, it shows that they desperately need new coordinators on both the offense and the defense. Just questionable play calling by Ken Dorsey and Leslie Frazier. I mean, this is obviously a podcast, so I can't show you some of the plays. But just questionable, horrible plays and... Joe Burrow and that Bengals offense moved up and down the field way too easily. And Josh Allen struggled. Now, a lot of Bills fans saw this coming. Because for the last couple of weeks, they did not look right. They barely escaped Miami. The New England game... They they only won because of some because they capitalized on some big plays. Um, the Bengals game. I have no now. I have very little doubt that if it wasn't for the Hamlin incident and that game was allowed to finish, they would have lost. This year reminds me of the oh six oh seven Sabers. They came out to a hot start, blowing out the um, blowing out the Rams and the Titans, like how that Sabres team came off to a hot ten game win streak. But then it just slow, they just slowly start started to descend. The problems began to show, and the other thing it just reminds it, it just um. It really takes is, I guess the only quote-unquote positive I can take out of this is that 13 seconds doesn't hurt as much. I really felt like a lot of media, a lot of fans, we they were convinced that if the Bills had held on for those 13 seconds versus Kansas City last year, they would have crushed the Bengals, they would have crushed the Rams, and they would have been the Super Bowl champions. This came with kind of a slap in the face say, saying, the Bengals are better than what you expect them to be. The, ba- the Bengals are better than that, and this Bills team has a lot of problems. I mean, I mean the coordinators are the two biggest problems. But they, they, they lack a number two wide receiver behind Diggs. They don't have a good offensive line. They got problems with the defense. I mean, this team is farther away from a Super Bowl than we thought. 
Because many of us came this season thinking, just give the Bills the Super Bowl. Many thought that Von Miller was going to be the missing ingredient to put them over Kansas City and live in the Super Bowl. The way I describe Brandon, the way Brandon Bean operated this offseason is, it seemed, I could be wrong, but it seemed like he looked at the Chiefs, he like, okay, that's the last piece. If we can get past Kansas City, we can win the Super Bowl. So he made moves focusing solely on beating Kansas City and, and beating Patrick Mahomes. And yet it seemed like he completely forgot about like the Bengals and the rest of the teams. <coughs> and he ignored all the other problems of this team and boom, this Bill season is over. So going ahead... There is not much the Buffalo Bills can do with the salary with, to improve their team. Right now, the problem with the Bills is they're up against the salary cap. And they're going to lose a lot of pieces. So, I am real... Unlike last year, I am going to go into next... Unlike this... Next season, I'm, I am not going to go in thinking Super Bowl or bust. I'm not saying next year's Bills can't win the Super Bowl. But because the NFL salary cap, I am expected a step backwards. Yes, they should compete for the division. They should compete for the division. They'll, they'll still be good. Um, they still have Josh Allen on the center. They'll still be competing for the division title, or at least neck and neck with Miami. But I am kind of expecting a regression of this Buffalo Bills team. Now the optimist in me says. Um, there's still time. There seems to be a narrative. That the Buffalo Bills. Blew their best opportunity. At winning the Super Bowl. But the way I look at the last three seasons. I don't see it. I'm still hoping it's yet to come. A lot of people saying the Bills window is closing, which is simply not true. As long as Josh Allen is the quarterback, the Bills will be in a Super Bowl window. And the thing is, he is still young. He is 26 years old. Aaron Rodgers was 28 when he won the Super Bowl. His first and only Super Bowl. Peyton Manning and Drew Brees, they were in their 30s when they finally won the Super Bowl. Jim Kelly was 30 when he got the Bills to the Super Bowl. So there is time for this Bills regime to build around um, Josh Allen to get the right scheme. But it has to start now. They need new a new offensive coordinator and they need a new defensive coordinator. I know some fa- I know some fans are calling for Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott to be fired. But I don't agree with that and most don't agree. This is the coach and the GM combination that got the Bills to the 
to the playoffs five times in six years after going off after missing 17 years straight. But I can kind of see why some Bills fans are concerned. Some Bills fans are thinking that we are becoming the Phillip Rivers Chargers. They had Phillip Rivers. They had some great seasons. But they just couldn't get over the hump of the Patriots and the Colts. Or the early 90s Bills. Four straight Super Bowl losses. They had a roster, a loaded roster full of Hall of Famers. Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reid, Bruce Smith, Kent Hall. James Lofton, Steve Tasker, all that talent, and they could not win one Super Bowl. Well, here we are. We have Stephon Diggs, Von Miller, and we have and we have Josh Allen, who is arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, or at the very least, second or third behind Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. And this Bills team has yet to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm, but I think what Bills fans should do is be more patient. Yes, it is extremely frustrating, but I think patience is a virtue. Next year is going to be a pretty much a retool year. As I said earlier. This reminds me of the 06-07 Sabres. The difference is we're not going to have our July 7, 2007 where that window closes and the face of the franchise leaves. We're going to have Josh Allen for years to come. Hopefully. So, that... So... Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott really need to re-examine this roster and get the right personnel around Josh. And speaking of the Sabres, they just defeat the St. Louis Blues 5-3 and are now only three points back of a playoff spot. I said I the goal for the Sabres this year was a season that's not over by Thanksgiving. A season that has meaningful games in April. And if it wasn't for that eight-game losing streak, they would be solidly in the playoffs. The Sabres jumped to a 4-0 lead, but then St. Louis came back to make it 4-3. I mean, plus there was some questionable officiating. Um... Like there was a missed boarding call in the third period. But at the end of the day, the Sabres got a huge win. And they are three points behind Ovechkin's Capitals and the Crosby Penguins. So now I'm looking at this Buffalo Sabres team. And I, yes, I really, really, really hope I'm wrong. And they finally make the playoffs this year. But I'm still thinking one more year. Because so I look at the Eastern Conference. You got to think. The Crosby-Ovechkin era is coming to an end. Both Pittsburgh and Washington are struggling. Crosby and Ovechkin are getting older. I mean, if the Sabres jump ahead of them this year, great. But next year, I mean, who knows how much longer Crosby and Ovechkin have left to play. I mean, yes, I'm not saying um, 
Pittsburgh and Washington are the only two teams the Sabres need to jump ahead of. Well, this, as of right now, they are. But my point remains is um, we're seeing the end of an era in hockey, the end of the Crosby-Ovechkin era, and this could open up the door, and that's one thing that could open the door for the Sabres. And, yes, it could And who knows, Buffalo? Maybe while the Bills have a Super Bowl window, maybe the Sabres will be in a Stanley Cup window. Could be wishful thinking. Could all completely fall apart. But, hey, um, I think the future is bright for both Buffalo teams. So, back to football. On to the um, conference championships. Um... For the second year in a row, Joe Burrow and the um, Cincinnati Bengals will take on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs for the AFC Championship. I'm expecting since now, unlike last year, I expect since even though Kansas City has home field advantage, I expect can I expect um, Cincinnati to win because Patrick Mahomes nearly suffered a a huge injury. Patrick Mahomes suffered a sprain against um, Jacksonville, and he's not going to be a hundred percent. And Cincinnati has been um, has won like three straight games against the Chiefs. So I fully expect the Bengals to repeat as AFC champions. An NFC championship is going to be a toss-up as I, between what I've. I mean, I had a lot of predictions. I made a lot of predictions earlier this season, and a lot of them have come true. I mean, well, actually, some of them have come better than true. The two feel-good stories for this year are the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Giants. The Jaguars went from last place under Urban Meyer to the divisional round of the playoffs, and they only lost by seven at Kansas City. Um, they had a big turnaround. The Giants were also a feel-good story, but they just got dominated by Philadelphia. Um, I mean, Brian Dable should be coach of the year to turn to turn that or what that organization was last year. It just shows what a positive culture Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott brought to the Bills, and now it's spreading to other teams. So we'll see if a new team can pick up Dorsey, Dallas. Again, not surprised they went out of the divisional round because we've seen this all too often from Jerry Jones' Cowboys and a Mike McCarthy coach Cowboys. For the second year in a row, it's an awful play call that ends their season. I mean, yes, it would have taken a miracle Hail Mary to um, end this, to get them in the past San Francisco. So let's see. So let's see how this plans. Zeke Elliott is the center. He's the only lineman, as the rest of them are lined up on the flank. Shotgun formation for Dak Prescott. So they both, so they both blitz. So two 49ers defensemen blitz Dak Prescott. Knock it. One of them knocks down Ezekiel. So Prescott has to get rid of the ball fast, and he gets it to Turpin. But then um, Turpin is brought down immediately. But th that wasn't the only play that ended the Dallas Cowboys season. There was a punt. They, they punted the ball with 4th and 10. 
And just awful play call with two minutes left. Just awful play calling by Mike McCarthy. He has not learned a damn thing from his time in Green Bay. And I doubt the Cowboys are ever going to win the Super Bowl with him as the coach. And I doubt they're going to win the Super Bowl with Jerry Jones as their owner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jerry Jones did have that three di- had that dynasty in the '90s where they won three Super Bowls in four years. But um, they were forced to take the first year's ownership. The Vikings were overly desperate for a running back, and Jerry just threw around money when there was no cap. So on to the final four: Philadelphia and Dallas are the. Um, I mean, not, I'm really not surprised with this NFC Championship game. It's the two best teams in the NFC, um, and it's I'm, I'm I'm totally expecting Cincinnati to beat Kansas City. This is going to be a toss-up, but I think it's going to be Philadelphia, and I think Philadelphia is going to beat Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. All season long, it looked like the AFC was the better conference, but I look at these Final Four teams. I think the NFC has a stronger te- two teams, so. I predict whoever wins the NFC will win the Super Bowl. But maybe I'm wrong. So, now a quick run of the standings. Boston continues to have an amazing season. 38-5-4 for 80 points. This is one, they're going to go down as one of the most, of the, um, they're going to go down as one of the most, they're going to break some records and be one of the best teams in NHL history. But the playoffs are, uh, all new animal. Remember the Red Wings a few years ago when they um once not, not not the Red Wings the Lightning when they won sixty games and um was in the first round. Toronto, I think um, Toronto's at sixty six points. If the playoffs begin today, they face they'll take on Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay is regressing from last year. I think this will be the year Toronto finally wins a playoff round. I mean, yes, you got the now you have the Metropolitan Division. Carolina, New Jersey, and the Rangers are up there. And then you have Pittsburgh and Washington. Again, the question is, is this the last stance for Sidney Crosby and Al Ovechkin? I'm not expecting much for the Capitals. I just the only thing to watch them for is see if Ovechkin can break the record. But Carolina is also having a great season, 29-9-8. I think they're the top contenders to, to compete with Boston. Uh, Dallas is 28-13-8. I mean, that's what makes the Sabres win very impressive. They beat they they beat the Dallas Stars, the best team in the West. And the and it's, it was no fluke. I mean, it shows the Sabres team is no fluke. Winnipeg's having a great year. I mean, it's, uh, at 31-17. Colorado's regressed. Um, but they're still in the playoffs right now. In the Pacific, Vegas leading with 61 points. Los Angeles, 60. Seattle, 59. Edmonton, 58. H. Thompson went into a little bit of a slump. He was third behind, in, when it comes to points, he was third behind McDavid and Dreisaitl. But now he's behind Pasternak, Kucherov, Robertson, and Car- Eric Carlson. Goals, he's behind Pasternak and Robertson. One reason why Boston's having a great season is because Linus Olmark, 1.82 goals against average. On to the NBA, just like their counterparts, 
The Boston Celtics lead the East at 35 and 14. Not quite historically good, but still a great year. I have honestly predicted a double championship for Boston. As if they haven't had enough, I think the, I think both I think the Bruins are the favorites to win the in the East and in, in the NHL. And the Celtics are the favorites to win in the NBA. But they got some competition: Philadelphia, <coughs> Milwaukee, and Brooklyn to give them a run for the money. Cleveland, I think, will be happy just making the playoffs. Um, Heat and the the Knicks are finally turning things around. Those seventh, they're twenty six and twenty three. It's really nice to see a horribly run franchise turn things around. And in the West, you have the Sacramento Kings, 27-19. And it looks like they're going to make the playoffs. Adding the longest playoff drought in the big four sports. They'll put the Jets at number one, the Sabres at number two. Nuggets and the Grizzlies are probably the two teams that probably come out of the West. Lakers are 22-25. and 25. I am still expecting LeBron James to be traded sometime this year. Um, Luka Donovic leads the league with 41 points a game. Julius Randle, 36. DeMar DeMosin, 33. Tatum, 4th. And Abdullah, 30. Donchikos and Abayo both lead with 15 rebounds. Chris Paul's goes. Wait, that's yesterday's release. Sorry about that. Points per game, I would say. Um, Joel Embiid has 33.6 points per game, tied with Doncic. Um, Tatum has 31 points. Demetrius Sinibus has of second row has 12 leads with 12.5 rebounds per game. Tyrus Halberton with 10.2 assists per game. I think Luka Doncic is going to win the MVP and um, McDavid the Hart Trophy for the NHL. On to the English Premier League. Arsenal leads with 16-2-1 record for 50 points. All year long, I was expecting Manchester City to jump ahead of them. But it's January and they still haven't cuffed them. So I think Arsenal is going to win their first Premier League title in 20 years. I mean, you can't take Manchester City for granted. They're only two, only five points back. Um, Manchester United was getting up there, but I think they came back to earth. With a 3-2 loss to Arsenal, I mean, that doesn't kill the Manchester United's championship dreams, but it puts a huge dent in it. At the bottom, we have Bournemouth, Everton, and Southampton. Again, just like last, Everton did finally fire their coach. And they're going to try to make a desperate run to stay in the Premier League. Because imagine that huge stadium competing in the minors. So what are your thoughts here on Twitter at JRoy Show and I'll see you later.